Hey, Jeannie. How you doing? Good. How about you, Jen? Doing good. Welcome all to True Crime Oddities for another episode. Yes, welcome. And happy Mother's Day. Why, thank you. And happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Our dog moms, cat moms, all the moms. Everyone. Happy Mother's Day, Mom, if you're listening. Yeah, happy Mother's Day, Ma. You think they're listening? God, no. Yeah, probably not. I think they'd be very embarrassed. <laughs> they're like, our daughters are doing a podcast. What is going on? <laughs> there, Something's wrong. <laughs> well, today is a short story. Yeah, it is a very short story, but it's very interesting, though. It really is. This one is on Francisca Rojas. Nice name. It's a nice name. This is going to involve... A lot of Spanish names I am not that great at pronouncing. Mm, me either. That's why some of them are going to have nicknames. I agree. Um, so please be kind. Bear bear with us on this one. Yep. Um, also, research is a little slim on this as well. No, but we still thought it was pretty interesting. So that's why we are doing it. Yeah, definitely. This does take place in June of 1892. Mm. And it's in a village I cannot pronounce. That's about six hours south, if you were in today's time, driving uh, from Buenos Aires, Argentina. Um, it's a little village right on the coast. Yes. Which is kind of nice. It's, I'd assume like a little fishing village at if the time. I, if I could pronounce the village, it just sounds really pretty, but I can't pronounce it, so I won't. Mm, yeah, don't try. <laughs> <laughs> well, Francisca, we do know that she's 27 years old. She's a mom of two kids. Married? Not married? Not sure. Um, right, because there wasn't very much info on this, and so I'm kind of going with the fact that she was probably, like, widowed. Yeah, I think that's our story. We're going to go with that yeah, one. Yeah, that's the one we're going to stick with. There's nothing that says that's not true. Yeah, because I can't believe that she wasn't married. Correct. You know, especially during that time frame. Yeah. And having two kids. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Right, highly unlikely. But I could see, like, being widowed, because I'm sure a lot of people died out there in the fishing boats and all that. Yeah. Yeah, we can go with that. Well, she did have a little boy. Uh, he was six at the time, Ponciano, mm-hmm. and a little girl, four, Teresa. Yes. So we do know that. Um, and then her story just really just, just jumps into it, right? Yeah, it just jumps right on in. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to jump right into it. Yep. Um, so Francisca claims that she came home to find her neighbor, Pedro, coming out of her house he then attacks her as well um, with a shovel and a knife. Right. Hits her in the head with the shovel. Yeah. Tries to slit her throat. Yeah. And she goes, he, he leaves. He runs off after doing that. Yes. She, she goes into the house and she finds her son and her daughter brutally murdered and stabbed to death in the bed. Right. So, so right there. I mean, just boom. Yep. That's it. So... From there, she goes to the authorities. She does, immediately injured. Right. But she goes to the authorities to inform them that Pedro, he's the one that did this. Like, yes. He attacked her and killed her kids. Yeah. And so the they're stumped on, like, why would her neighbor, I mean, I'm assuming that they've been neighbors for a while. So, like, why would her neighbor all of a sudden take an interest in coming to her house, attacking her, killing her kids first? Right. I mean, it's a small fishing fishing type village so i mean they everyone knows everyone so they're probably thinking what i would think so but her story that she gave authorities is that um pedro had a thing for her yes that he was coming on to her but she wasn't having it yeah she was she was not interested and therefore this was his way of taking them like not taking no for an answer is he came over and killed her kids mm-hmm. 
anyway, this is what she's saying. This is what the police have, or I'm not sure if you call it police, sheriff, the authorities. I'm in going this with authorities. Yeah, this is what this is what they had, and the, the main investigator. I'm going to call him. Yeah, Alvarez. I call him. Yes. Yeah. So this is what Alvarez is going with. Um, is this story and so because of that they obviously they go back to the home to find her children there investigate the area and they go to Pedro's house arrest him yeah because he's home he's home kicking it at the house yeah doing whatever you do in 1892 right (laughs) but they arrest him and bring him back for questioning and um and start interrogating him like right then and there right but he wasn't confessing he wasn't. He wasn't saying anything. He All he kept saying is, I didn't do it. Yeah, that he was innocent. He didn't do it. Yeah, but Alvarez and the rest of the authorities, they were not taking that answer. Mm, yeah, they weren't believing him. Not at all. So they decided to start torturing him. Yes. And I'm assuming they like tied him up and started beating him. I would probably say that's a probably good assumption. Um, and this went on for quite a while, this, this torture method that they kept doing yeah. and it just was not working. He, when they would come to him and say, okay, are you ready to confess? He would just say, no, I'm innocent. I had nothing to do with this. I wasn't involved. Right. And so they decided to take it up a notch. Yeah. They ramped it up. They really ramped it up. You want to describe how they ramped that up? Yeah, It wasn't a notch. It was like they went from zero to 60. They decided to lock him in a cell. Yeah. But it wasn't just like he wasn't in there by himself. No, he was not. He had he had company. That he did. They did something very, in my opinion, very horrendous. Yes. So what they did was they brought the two children that were murdered and put them in the cell with them. Not only just put them in there, they tied them to them. Yeah, and I was reading that they tied the children to him and left them there. Yes. Like all night long. Yep. And from all the documentaries that I've listened to, that I've read about, from what I've heard, you can never, you like, you know the smell of a dead body. Like when you smell it, you're like, whoa. Right. They say it's really distinct. Yeah. That's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never really had anybody kind of explain exactly the, like, I mean, how do you explain a smell in the first place? But a smell like that, I've, it's always been kind of difficult to describe. So I could only imagine if it's like, Nowadays, just even difficult to describe what that's like other Mm -hmm. than just being really horrendous. I can only imagine that you're tied to two bodies all night long. Yeah, how, I mean, just the mental part of it. But yeah, the stink part too, because the stink would get me. Yeah. Yeah. That's the worst. Oh, I can imagine you'd probably be vomiting. Oh, It's got to be gross in there. It's got to be really gross, but it still didn't work. It did not. He still said he was innocent. Yeah, and I think with that, that kind of, made Alvarez think a little, I think. What do you think? I think so. I think he started looking at it and he was thinking, some of this just doesn't seem to be adding up because he was also taking a look at Francesca. Yeah. And uh, noticing that she had no bruising, no marks from being hit with a shovel, no lump on her head. Right. So then he started thinking more and then he decided to go back to the crime scene. Yeah, and that was probably a really good idea because, I mean, you do think like if you're, if someone is saying that they've gotten hit over the head with a shovel, I'm just, I'm just thinking of like a really heavy shovel. Like, if you get hit in the head with a shovel, you're going to have a lump on your head. I would think you would have something, some sort of a marking. And then, you know, she said that. Well, not just they could also see it. You know, she got cut in the throat, but 
like she got like cut, but not deep enough. Like that wasn't right like gashing. There was no no real damage done. Yeah, and there was no research that I could find that said that she needed medical treatment of any sort whatsoever. So it kind of feel like a razor nick. Like how bad was it? Right. I think that's when Alvarez started going. Hmm. Yeah. Something's not adding up here. And he was correct in those assumptions because when he went to the house to reinvestigate the house. I think it was really interesting that he came across the bloody fingerprint. Yes. That right there really changed things for everything. That changed everything for everyone. For everyone. With that, he ended up to try to see if he can get the, I want to say like the city. Yeah. Well, it would have been the big city at the time. (laughs) Right. Which would be Buenos Aires. Yes. Probably saying that so wrong. Yeah. He ended up um, contacting the lead, like, the guy in charge. The guy in charge of the criminal department in, yep. over there, um, who is not from Argentina. No, he's from Croatia. Yeah, his name's Juan. Yeah. Um, so Alvarez contacts Juan, and I'm going to say it probably took a while because if, again, this village is six hours by driving south of the city. So it probably would have taken some time, unless they went by boat. Right, you unless they, they went by, that? I think that they probably did travel by boat quite a bit there. Probably. Either way, let's say it took like a week or so. Right. But Juan was very, like, I'm thinking in his head, he probably was a little excited to get this notice that he needed some assistance with this bloody print. Yes, I would think so. Which is kind of a catch-22 when you're kind of excited about something, but then also not because it involved two dead children. Right. With the kids being dead, it would have been hard, but at least he had this new process. And I think that's why he would have been excited because Juan was actually looking at trying to find other ways to see who's been involved with anything criminal. Right, to help solve crimes. Yeah, just in general. And he was developing this method used with fingerprinting. Yep. Which is why Alvarez had reached out to him. Yep, because he had heard about this new method. Yeah. Because they hadn't tested it. It hasn't been used yet. Never been used before. It's just been talked about a lot. Right. Obviously, I'm sure they did like little trial runs with it, but never like a real case. No, not a real murder case. Yeah. So until this comes comes across and it's like, yeah, I'll come over there. And so he did to assist with Alvarez and trying to help him with this. And by doing so, they were able to take the, the bloody fingerprint that they found in the home of Francisca and they decided that they wanted to compare it to Pedro. Yes. And Francisca. Yes. So they do that. They ended up having um, Francisca and Pedro ink their fingers, you know, put them on paper, you know, to fingerprint them. Right. I'm, I'm kind of picturing like how traditional fingerprints are done, like roll the finger kind of deal. I don't know if it was that sophisticated you don't think at so? the time, but you Just know, like a little mark. Yeah. Here's my fingerprint. It was like probably the whole hand. They probably <laughs> like put it in the ink and, you know, slapped it on the paper. But they end up getting the fingerprints from both of them for all of the fingers. And with all of Pedro claiming his innocence this entire time, I mean, his torturing went on for like a week. I know. It, the only thing it didn't say was like how long they left the bodies in there with yeah. them. Yeah. But even just hours one night would have been one night would have been enough right but even with all of that and pedro claiming he was not involved he was not there uh the print did not match his no it did not it didn't because he had 
was not there like he said. He wasn't there. So they really started looking into Francisca on this. And they were able to make a match with her fingerprint. Yes, they did. Which I find really interesting um, because once they match it, not only do they match it, but now since they've kind of zeroed in on her, they start talking and finding out all these other things about her. Right, which was pretty, it's a tale as old as time, I should say. (laughs) It really is because apparently she fell in love with a man. She wanted to get married to him. Yep, and he actually loved her. He did love her, but he did not love the children. No, he did not. He he referred to them as the brats. He did, and I think somebody had said that they had overheard him say that he would marry her if it wasn't for the brats, right? right? Something of that nature. And she found out about that. Yeah, and she really wanted to marry him. Yes. So for her, her way out was, let me just get rid of the kids. Right, just off them. There you go. And um, so Alvarez has all this information, goes to present it to Francisca, and Francisca goes ahead and just confesses. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you're right. I did it. I did it. It was me. It wasn't Pedro. Poor Pedro. Yeah, a week long of torture. Yeah. I mean, that's terrible. It's really unfortunate. And at the same token, it's really unbelievable at the same time because this actually paved the way for the world i know the world the world because because of of this and the method that juan had used this ended up changing it for everybody because this was the very first case of convicting somebody of like a criminal charge based on a fingerprint right in the world yeah which is like crazy this little case in buenos aires well not buenos aires but you know in argentina yeah right and and this changed the entire world of how they do it it really did it really kind of set the path i bet francisca never thought that she would be the first of something like this no and i never thought that either because i was thinking like some serial killer or something like that they would have but you know because you don't really think of when when right you know yeah, you never think of the, like the win was the really of the first. No, because you just assume it's always been around. Yeah, and yet it hasn't. Mm-mm. I mean, if it wasn't for this, I wonder how much longer it would have taken for there to be a first. Uh, yeah, I think poor Pedro would have ended up dead. Well, I just wonder how Pedro ended up anyways, because I couldn't find anything on him either. No, and I, I was thinking like, the, so all these guys that were torturing him mm-hmm. all know him. They have to. It's right. a small town. And then, so then what do you do after? Oh, oh, sorry. Let me, yeah, we'll get that beer. <laughs> right. You know I mean? Oops, made a mistake. Yeah. 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 This, this definitely set a tone for sure. Um, very short case. Very interesting though. That's something so small, really in detail is really so big in the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it just changed everything. And so that's crazy. Yeah, just such a small case. But we thought it was interesting, though. We did think it was really interesting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so I think that's about it for this guy. We can put this one to bed. I think we can. Just want to thank you for eavesdropping on this conversation yeah, about Francisca. thank you. And we really love the support. We love it if you can give us a five-star rating. That sounds good. And we definitely look forward to having you around for next week. Oh, what do we got going on next week? Well, next week is going to be about a gold watch. Oh, sounds cool. Can't wait. Tick tock, tick tock. Mm, see ya. See you later. <laughs> <laughs>